0: Welcome to the Milk and Honey with Lemon podcast. I'm your host, Lemon Price, creator of the Holy Girl Habits, wife and mama, and certified life and leadership coach who turned away from corporate life to embrace kingdom leadership. This podcast is for Christian women feeling the weight of their divine callings, grappling with doubts of their leadership abilities, and searching tirelessly for biblically grounded guidance who want to step confidently into their roles as radiant kingdom leaders. Inside, we're going to traverse from those feelings of uncertainty and overwhelming searches, moving toward firm, biblical leadership, empowering you to steward your gifts, and showing you that you indeed have what it takes. So sister, grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive in together. Welcome back to another fun and exciting episode of the Milk and Honey podcast. I'm your host, Lemon Price, and I'm very excited because we've been on this leadership journey series this fall, which I'm very excited to dive into And the so last time we really talked about harnessing the divine authority that you have. And so this week, I really want to dive into your unique blueprint for your leadership and what is it that your purpose is. And so this is something I teach on all the time. I think this is, it is a sacred duty to figure out what it is that your are purpose is and what your leadership journey looks like and so we're going to we're going to talk about inspiration and revelation and stepping out into this big picture vision that God has for you. I'm just excited because God created each and every one of us at this very specific time for a very specific purpose. And so there is a leadership journey for you, right? There is this innate ability that you have to illuminate the lives of other people. like You were here for a purpose. And I feel like I hear this all the time from people. What is my purpose? What does God want me to do? What is my next step? What does this look like for me? And so I want to give you today some tangible things that you can do to figure out what your purpose actually is and how you can connect what God's vision is for you with what it is that you want. I want to talk about Just like some, a couple of people who biblically really dove into what it is that their purpose was, but it wasn't always clear. And it's really funny because at church we've been talking about how we're on a mission from God. And I didn't even know that was going to be the September series when we went, and yet here we are. So. I love that this has been just resonating at church and it's resonating in what I'd already scheduled for the podcast. I mapped this out months ago that I was going to talk about this. And so I just love the way God works in that, that you, when you step forward and you take a small act of obedience, I feel like God confirms what it is that you're doing and that you're on the right path with these very small moments. And if you're not paying attention, you will miss them. He will absolutely miss them as to what it is your purpose is. I know that we would all really love it if you turned 18 years old or 12 or whatever age you would like. And God just sent you an email with a PDF that said, here you go, Sally, here is what your purpose is. Here's exactly what I want you to do. And here's exactly how I want you to do it. And here's what every day for the rest of your life, here are the steps I want you to take. That would be so cool, wouldn't it? if that's what God did. But also I'm glad he doesn't. I'm glad that I only get one piece of the puzzle at a time because if, I think if we knew all the things we had to walk through and undergo and the journey that God would take us on, I feel like we might look at the plan and be like, I don't think I'm interested in that. I don't think I want to walk through that hard thing. I understand that hard thing is going to get me closer to your purpose, but I don't know that I want to walk through it to do it. It's saying if everybody threw their problems into a pile, we'd all take our problems back when we see everybody else's. It's sort of like that. If God told us everything we would have to do to get to our purpose and our potential, I don't know that we would want to do it. I don't know that we would want to do it. And so when we're thinking about our purpose, when we're thinking about our potential, when we're thinking about what it is God has for us, he's asking us to take an act of obedience every single day. And you can only do that by leaning on him. And so again, I wanted to highlight a couple of people who didn't know what their purpose would be, but we're still having a conversation about right now. Moses, obviously. Moses, I love Moses' story. Moses was born at a time where they were killing babies, right? Killing babies. And his mother was not compliant. She was obedient to the Lord, not to the government. And so here she is. We stick Moses in a basket. He, so here's this baby that was born, supposed to die. Supposed to die. His family does an act of obedience to God. Moses ends up being raised by Pharaoh. Okay. Then Moses, in an act of obedience, he leaves, he goes, he does his thing, becomes a shepherd. And God calls him, and what does he tell God? He tells, not me. I don't speak well. I don't do X, Y, Z. And God's like, it's my plan and my purpose, not yours. There is no possible way that when Miriam put Moses in a basket, that they knew for one nanosecond what Moses was capable of. And I think that, again, could you imagine if Moses had been even thirty years old, Moses had been thirty years old because, of course, he leads his people to freedom and out of bondage when he's older. That's another one of his complaints: I'm old. I can't do this. Could you imagine at thirty? God, God sends Moses a tablet and says, "Here's what you're going to do. You're going to be on the run. You're gonna, you're gonna upset Pharaoh. You're gonna leave. You're gonna become a shepherd, which is not an easy job. I want you to become a shepherd, and then I want you to." send plagues to Egypt. I want you to send plagues to Egypt. You're going to do that. You're going to, at some point in your future, you are going to cast a bunch of plagues onto Egypt. And then you're going to part the Red Sea and you are going to lead your people out of bondage. Could you imagine that conversation? Because... All God did to Moses is say, I need you to go, I need you to go talk to Pharaoh. And he immediately resisted. Could you imagine if Moses knew his whole plan? Or if he said, You know what? I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you the Ten Commandments. You're gonna lead these people into the wilderness. We're gonna build a temple. Like you're I'm gonna lead you to the promised land. You're gonna take, you're gonna raise up Joshua, who's then gonna take Jericho? Like all these Could you imagine hearing that information? He would have said, Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And so I'm grateful that God does not give us the whole plan right at the jump because we we would have been like, absolutely not. Moses had no idea that was his purpose and his calling and what his potential was. And it is the same thing with us. You have no idea, but we can take steps to move toward it. How do you do it? How do you figure out what it is that your purpose is? How do you figure out what leadership opportunities that you have? So first and foremost, I want you, this is something I do with my people, with everybody I work with. What is it, what are your spiritual gifts? What is it that God has given you? For my husband, it's discernment. That's that's his spiritual gift. And he really leans into that. For me, it's been prophecy. That's something I've struggled with, but we're getting there. And so what is it, what is your spiritual gift? What is your spiritual gift? And I want you to understand that they're not just like, abilities that you have, or it's not something random, but it is a divine tool entrusted to you. Right? So Romans 12, Paul mentions that these gifts are meant to serve the body of Christ, to build, to nurture and foster growth. And so your leadership journey is a sacred space where these gifts find their true expression and where they become instruments of transformation. And so what is your spiritual gift? I want you to like, pause me if you need to, there's a spiritual gifts test that you can take. I've probably taken it 95 times and the results are always the same because I struggled with my own results because I didn't grow up in a Christian household. And But the more I lean into it, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. What is your spiritual gift? Figure out what that is. And then I want you to figure out what it is that you're passionate about. What are you passionate about? Who are you passionate about serving? Because there is no competition in the kingdom because we are all on a unique path. We are all on a unique journey and you get to exist in a space where God has called you and anointed you to serve specific people in a very specific way. And so who are those people? What are you passionate about? What do you who do you want to serve? I have a friend who is really passionate about serving the homeschool community. I have two friends. I have two friends. One serves the homeschool community and it's for and she specifically looks for moms who want to build a business in their pockets of time and really pour into their family. I have another friend who mentors homeschool moms, but she homeschools moms who use a Charlotte Mason approach who also have special needs children. That is very micro, but that's who she's called to serve. And so who is it that you feel like you're called to serve? So figure that out. What are you passionate about? Where do you feel called to serve? And then What is it that you're naturally good at and enjoy doing? I want to be really clear. What are you naturally good at that you enjoy doing? There are things that I am naturally good at, but I don't love doing them. That is not the thing that God's called me to do. So what is the thing that you're naturally good at? What are you passionate about? And what are your spiritual gifts? Because when you sit down and make a list, like I'm giving you homework, make a list of these things. So what are your spiritual gifts in one column? Write those down, write down what it is that you're passionate about, who you feel called to serve, and then write down what you're naturally good at. Because what you're going to be able to do when you set this out is you're going to see that God has a very specific plan for you. And you can look at your spiritual gift. You can look at your passions and you can look at the thing you're naturally good at. And you can see the way God has weaved your purpose in your life. So for me, never in my wildest dream did I think I would be teaching women about biblical leadership. I grew up in an anti-Christian household and I also grew up doing dance and cheerleading. And I was around girls and I thought girls were mean. I just thought they were mean. I had frenemies. I was bullied. I Girls were mean. And so if you had told me at 16, 17, 18 years old, then one day you're going to grow up and you're going to teach biblical leadership and you're going to have a podcast and you're going to teach a biblical leadership program and you're going to be a leader in a personal and professional development company for Christian women. I would have said you were nuts. I would have said you were absolutely nuts. But what I can see is when I look at my life and I look at the experiences that I've had I have always been in a leadership position with women, always. Starting in sixth grade, I started in sixth grade. I was coaching cheerleading. I was an assistant coach in the sixth grade. And it continued, right? I've coached. I coached up until I was 27, 28 years old. I was 28 years old when I stopped coaching in that capacity. And it's really only because I had kids. And that's where my focus went. But I have always coached in some capacity. And it has always been with women. I taught dance for years. I taught gymnastics for years. I have helped congressmen sponsor a bill and pass that bill. I have worked my way up to the C-suite at 26. And so every single... Experience that I've had, I can see pushed me in this direction. Every single experience that I've had has led me to where I am right now. And so, as you make a list and you're looking at these things in your own life, you can see where it is God has called you and the experiences that He has given you so that you can fully align yourself with His purpose and His full potential for you. And so, what is that for you? What is that for you? Leave a review and tell me I found my purpose or send me an Instagram DM or something and tell me you figured out what your purpose is when you've looked at this list. And in order to really step into your purpose, and again, this is something I had to work through myself, I had to have a deep rooted connection and trust with God. You have to really nurture this connection, nurture a relationship with with God, because then his vision becomes your vision. And trusting in God's vision and his provision is not passive. It's not something we can do on the side. It is this dynamic and ongoing relationship where we get to move with God, right? We get to move gracefully to his rhythm and to his purpose, it's about becoming a co creator, right? A collaborator and aligning our desires and our dreams and our actions with the blueprint that he has for each and every one of us. And it's going to look different. My leadership journey is not the same leadership journey that my friends are on. It's not the same journey my husband's on or my children. It looks different for each and every one of us. And so you cannot look at somebody and say, I'm going to do exactly what they did because that's not God's plan and purpose for you. He has something unique for you. He has called you to something. And so what is that something for you? What is it that God has called you to do? And so again, I want to ask you, what is your purpose? How do your spiritual gifts and your passion and the thing that you're naturally good at, how do they align? What is it that God has called you to do? What has he asked you to do? I want you to just take a moment this week and just hold this in your heart, right? I want you to really do this homework. I want you to pour into yourself and your relationship with God. How can you deepen that relationship with him so that you can be this vessel for him? How can you be a catalyst for the change that he has for you? I want you to just allow what it is his purpose is and his his passion for you is to really like steep into your soul. Who are you? Who has God called you to be? And how can you glorify God in your purpose and your calling? Because at the end of the day, you get to reflect God's goodness. You get to reflect God's light. And you're destined to lead and to love people and to transform the spaces you inhabit. I wanna remind you that sometimes we feel like, God, I'm called for more. I know that I'm supposed to do something. But we forget that part of our mission is exactly where God has planted you the second. Sometimes that is the mission. Sometimes the mission is, and I will say this, the mission is always, right? To pour into your children. First, to pour into your family first. How are you discipling your family? How are you living out your purpose and your passion and utilizing your spiritual gifts in your own family? And then where else does God have you going? Where else does God want you to show up and serve and commit to other people? Because at the end of the day, your spiritual gifts and your passion and your calling are never about you, but about the people that God has asked you to serve. And so again, maybe that is your family in this season. Maybe it's the people that you work with. Maybe it's in your church community. Maybe it's with a nonprofit. Whatever that looks like for you, fully commit to it. Fully commit to where God has you and where he has called you and how he has asked you to serve. I want you to fully commit to that process because your leadership is needed. It is required. And God wouldn't have given you that calling if he didn't have a reason for it. So I want you guys to just dive in this week into this topic. I am excited to hear your takeaways. Seriously, go tag me on Instagram. Find me on Facebook, wherever you want to. If this has been helpful, please leave a review It is super helpful. It tells all the fancy algorithms to share this episode with more people. And y'all, we could use more people who know what their passion is, who know what their calling is, and know what their purpose is. And so please, I would encourage you to leave a review, share it with your friends. It would just be super helpful for them to know what it is that God wants them to do. I hope you have a blessed week, and I will see y'all next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Milk and Honey with Lemon podcast. I am so grateful you were here. I hope this episode has helped you move from feelings of doubt and uncertainty towards stepping confidently into your God-given leadership role, fully equipped with biblical wisdom. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review. Each review helps us to reach and inspire more Christian women leaders just like you. Don't forget to share your takeaways, post it on Instagram, tag me anywhere you're on social media, and I'll see you next week.